so hi one of the good noise podcasts i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with i'm jade from oso oso and we're asking some questions today about their new album sore thumb so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to it so far thank you uh it's been awesome uh nobody is is uh you know nobody that i love or is close to me has hurt my feelings about it so that's a win that's good that's good always a win yeah <laughs> uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art um the title sore thumb is just uh just goes off of a couple things it was kind of like a, a reference to one this this injury i got back in the, like a couple years ago at a band practice with like uh playing around with one of my bandmates like i injured my thumb and had to go on tour the next day oh so it never kind of healed right so i always kind of had like this like weird like i have like this dislocation in like my like left thumb um that i like to like blame on like going on tour and not getting it healed right so it's like the idea of it being like the sore thumb of the oso albums like kind of just like stick out and uh, it would definitely be like a a different kind of album once it was knew what the deal was mm-hmm. with the release and everything yep awesome. and then and the cover art oh and the cut so the cover art i actually uh believe it or not i was like super stoned one night on reddit liminal space uh i just saw this picture that like i thought was really cool so i reached out to the person i like made a whole reddit account and everything like that just to reach out to this person and just basically explained the deal and said like hey i play in this band uh we are putting out an album we have like a budget so we can pay you to use this photo if you're if you'd be cool with it and um it was this dude named alfred and he was super nice and he was totally down he was kind of like uh beyond cool about it he's just like oh yeah whatever you need let me know like so it all worked out good that was sick that's That's amazing yeah um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album Mm-hmm. Um, this so this album uh, it was mostly it was pretty much all written like in the studio in that month because the month that we were recording it and demoing it uh, the whole goal it was basically mainly like writing focused um, there's a I, I think I, I probably came in with a riff like riffs here or there because there's the only song that I really remember starting like kind of finishing it before going into the studio was the song nothing to do and then everything else feels like it was like written in the studio mm-hmm. but i was on my phone the other day and uh i was like watching this old video i had of me playing guitar to my dog and i was playing like the riff from the last song on the album so I, it's like i know i like i definitely had to have like a couple ideas or riffs brought in there and then it was just kind of building around that but it was pretty loose it was like it was really cool that we had all that time to be there in, in the studio in that kind of environment. Cause like when you're hanging out there and you're not rushed, uh, it's cool to kind of feel like, Oh, you know what? Like, let's just try and make a different, a completely different song than what we were doing today. And there's a couple of times where like, we might've been recording guitar for a certain song. And then it just turned into like, Hey, can I just try this thing out? And then that ended up being like, entirely different another song like branching out of that um there's a couple that i know we wrote and record like that like pensacola comes to mind Mm -hmm. 
we were just recording uh, drums for like something, and then like it just went into can I try this on piano and stuff like that. Very cool. I like wow. that. Wow. So it was very, very fluid. There was like no plan in place, basically. Right. Yeah. It was kind. Of, it was. It was. It was more so like a. You know, if we try something and it doesn't, it doesn't work out, or nothing productive ends up coming out of this today, like that's all right. And I don't think uh, every other time that I've ever been like in a studio or something like that, it's kind of been like on a tighter budget with less time. So there wasn't really time to kind of have that, um, just like freeness, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that relaxed vibe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm happy you finally had that experience. It's okay. good. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. I it's so crazy because I like I don't really think about this stuff that often, but I was actually just thinking about this the other day and I had one like exactly that was my favorite mm-hmm. yeah. um, on the album. But if with this album, I would probably just have to. Uh, I think the first lyric on the album the. Nothing goes quite like I planned it. Think I took your love for granted, little rowboat. I think uh, I really like that that lyric right now in my life because that, that I'm singing about music. The the little rowboat is kind of like you know is like I hate the word like fans seem so silly, but like is the people who listen to Oso and support it and come to the shows and like they're the little rowboat because they kind of keep me going gently up the stream was like the yeah. idea behind that lyric um and when i'm not when i'm not like embracing that love or like you know did like taking some kind of purpose out of that um or like taking it for granted i think i, I kind of allow my life to go a little bit off the rails or like my my mental health or my sanity to go off the rails uh so right now with the album coming out and um, like going to meet up with everybody and practice right now and and just kind of be involved in in the band and and touring and like be around people who uh, receive the music positively I think that's like that's probably it's it's an alive lyric in my head right now if that makes sense yeah that's a very good lyric yeah uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener, be the opener, closer, be the closer? Did you shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Um, I think I, I, I like to say like that nothing's final or something like that, but I definitely think I love, I love the arc of like an album, you know, mm-hmm. I love the whole, like the construction of like track list and stuff like that. So for me, it's almost like it's impossible to not kind of be writing a song and have an idea of like, oh, this will be in the middle of the album or this will, this is for like the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like um, like Computer Exploder, 100%, I was trying to write the first song for the album. Um, and then same with Carousel, with it being the last song. I was like 100% new. Like the whole reason, I think that song ends the way it does because I knew it would be the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I think there's definitely definitely things that like you probably keep in mind when you're when you're trying to do that when you're trying to write something that's like opening an album and closing an album um and then there's some that it's like you don't know exactly where it's going to be but you have a feeling like oh this will be maybe in the in the middle or like this will 
you know, this will try, we'll put this towards the end to try and keep the energy up or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where Headspace was at while you were creating this album? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was, uh, I was just kind of trying to, to like chase happiness in a way or just chase like, you know what I mean? Chase like myself enjoying what I was doing in terms of like playing music and stuff. Um, at the time, like the only music I had really done in the pandemic, besides we played like a couple live stream shows at the beginning, um, but it was mostly just like me, like recording like these old simple covers. Uh, and I would just have to use like kind of weird things to like build percussion on them. Like, um, like just like, you know, tapping on like a guitar, like shakers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was super fun building, building stuff in that way. And then when everything came about, the album pretty much got recorded because I was like, oh shit, I kind of ran out of money and had to go. It was either I had to like work or I could go to studio for a month and take rent money out of like the recording budget. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds like a way better time. Maybe I'll enjoy music after that, after a month of doing that. And um, yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just kind of just like doing what feels good and and, uh, and just trying to be in love with like what I was making. You know what I mean? Or at least be in love with like the process of like, hanging out in the studio that month and, and making songs um and with with the idea that like when we were in the studio at the time the idea that we'd be going back to either the same studio or, or a different studio and like doing the thing like for real uh i think that kind of made it like i said so that it's just like okay we have this song with the silly gatorade lyric like ah oh, let's just finish it let's see it out and like go all the way with it and then you know we could just scrap it so i think that was kind of it's like oh yeah you know what this lyric sounds like it's a little bit silly but like everyone is you know like we're all laughing and stuff and we're all having a good time like let's just finish this song mm-hmm. so i think just kind of like staying true to like chasing that type of feeling or like happiness was like kind of where the headspace was you you had mentioned like this this uh whole album process like made you like enjoy making music again were you kind of like losing that enjoyment during the pandemic yeah i think the pandemic it was just kind of felt like uh i think i i think personally my hands were just tied because like i felt like i'd spent like you know like most of my adult life doing this uh don't really have like a a college degree or anything like that so it just kind of felt like um I can't go out and like play music and do this thing that like is now at the time is like has finally become my job Mm -hmm. and I can't it's like and we have these tourist books so in case the world does go back to normal like tomorrow then I won't be able to go, you know what I mean? I won't be able to go on tour or like work this or like get a job here because I might have to go on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was just in a point in my life where I was frustrated. And when you're frustrated like that, I think you try and find like the scapegoat. And uh, when the scapegoat doesn't have to necessarily be like a person or something like that, it could just be a decision that you made. I feel like, which is like with me was like pursuing music. I think it was just easy for me to kind of, be angry at it um 
you know, it was like, it's the reason why I was stressed out and struggling and like not able to like pay bills. Uh, it was easy for me to like, look at it like that. And I had never had to really look at it through a lens like that. It was always kind of this like dream that I'm pursuing where wouldn't it be nice, uh, to be able to do this and like make a little bit of money off of it. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny how quickly, you know, yeah, how quick you could take stuff like that for granted. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, I think that's where the, the disillusionment or something like that with music came for me. And then I hope you're feeling better about it now. Yeah. I I definitely feel, uh, there's just like, like I was talking about before, like there's just, and it's something like, even though I sang it on that song, then it's, it's not even a concept I could fully grasp now, but there's just such an importance of me doing this for my like mental health and, and sanity and, um, not being not like just diving deep into my, uh, depression and kind of like self wallowing in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, de- I definitely feel there's definitely, um, I don't know. I'm just more aware at how, I don't know. Anytime I try, I, I feel myself start to like fall out of love with music. It just kind of seems like I could view it from a bigger picture and kind of be more grounded in it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so because your writing process for this album was so fluid, do you think if you guys had a more stricter schedule recording with it, do you think that would have might have pushed you away from music because you would have viewed it more as a job than a pleasure, I guess? It, it definitely could have. I think I think it would just really, it really be dependent on what the end product was that came out with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think with this album uh the thing that's so unique about it for me and the reason why like I think I'll always have a lot of love for it and I'm so happy with how it came out was because of that that whole process like spending that time um it's kind of like almost like uh it's like getting to like relive through that through that time through certain things like there's a lot of things on the record that's just like like there's beeps and whistles and stuff here and there that uh a lot of times are just moments that like kind of randomly got into the song because something happened. Yeah. Um, that I just hear every time I hear it, I remember it, you know what I mean? So I think that just really keeps me, uh, keeps me in love with it in terms of the record. I think if we didn't have that much time, then maybe some of the choices that we made and maybe some of the songs that or the way that the songs turned out, they don't turn out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, without without all the memories that are attached to this record, it's like it definitely becomes a little bit something else for me. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's 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 kind of like a, it's interesting. It's like a hypothetical, hard to te- hard to know. You know what I mean? What would happen mm-hmm. with it? But I definitely could see if we had if we were more pressed for time, I think it'd be an entirely different experience that would be hard to uh, it hard to it, it'd be hard to come close to feeling the same way about it that I do now. You know, That's whether I was sure. happy about it or not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Um, in interesting time. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, so in the same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? 
Um, I just hope, I hope people, I hope if someone listens to it for the first time, they come away feeling like there is a, a lot more there than what they heard on the first time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes you know, sense. it's like, it's like, a, if people, if someone feels like they don't like it or if they like it or whatever, that's, that's fine. I would just hope that if somebody does listen to it and somewhat enjoys it, they feel like, okay, that was good, but I don't feel like I have it. Almost like the same way you meet a person and it's like, you know, first impressions or something. I hope, I hope that they just feel like there's something deeper to explore there and, uh, and that they want to hopefully, you know? Yeah. All right. It's perfect. Uh, like I like the idea of um, like my favorite type of, movies or music or whatever it's like it doesn't matter if it's like if it makes me laugh or cry or something as long as if if it's something that i like think about or want to revisit um Mm -hmm. and think about like maybe how they made it or what people who are making it were trying to say i think that's always super fun for me um so that's kind of i just hope that the the idea of somebody doing that with the record is really cool to me yeah basically a record that you, that you want somebody to like pick up the booklet out of the the CD case or read the little insert in the vinyl just to get as much information as they can from that yeah. album. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, that's like that'd be awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Oh wow! Oh, it's so hard. It's it's literally so hard to choose. I can't I really like to think of a specific one is is crazy there's a a specific one that I think that you could hear is like the song all love we recorded a lot of that like live and I was on acid when I was recording it and uh, there's just like a lot of weird things that we did like there's a, a part where you hear like clicking on the floor and stuff like that um and that was like there was like a broken part of the studio floor and i was just like singing the vocals and picking up these like broken floorboards from the floor and then throwing them like back down like trying to do it like in rhythm yeah uh, i think at one point tavish opens like a, a beer or a soda can like into a microphone mm-hmm. to make like this weird like noise yeah um, i know at the end of it like you hear this little beeping that's kind of like on time with the music but that was like literally we had a uh, cameras going on mm-hmm. and that was just a um that was like a camera of ours dying like oh uh so like you hear like the camera die and then you hear tavish crack up which is like something that i always loved mm-hmm. uh that night was just like that was a really fun night and the last time that i was talking to my friend billy who helped us make the record mm-hmm. about like what what our favorite moments and stuff like that was we were talking about that for a while so that was the one that like popped out in my head to speak of but i feel like i have uh stories from that month that will like literally probably like last me a lifetime mm-hmm. like you know yeah. it sounds That's like it and we only we only scraped the the surface and it sounds like you you could talk about it for hours yeah <laughs> uh, so for these last couple of questions we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you mm-hmm all right, so we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? With it, with a drink? Mm-hmm. With a drink? Um, drink, I'd probably go Diet Coke because when I'm feeling like celebratory or whatever, 
uh like having a nice meal like i'll 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 go for diet coke mm-hmm. um I, <laughs> I don't want this answer to define me because it's just literally what i'm thinking of right now but i probably just get like two corn dogs and like a side of like like a good side like uh string beans but like like cooked you know what i mean like like cooked string beans and some nice like i don't know like kind of like you know what i mean like cajun like string beans, something like that Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know why i just go two corn dogs i've been having corn dogs this week i just bought like a box of uh six corn dogs and I've been eating a corn dog for lunch like every day this week right before I left for this tour. So it's just popped into my head. I mean, that's fair. I had my first corn dog this weekend and it was amazing. So I completely first, first ever. First ever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. It was amazing. Life changing. Um, yeah. It's so it's just like, yeah, it's just so nice and easy and convenient. And I just keep picturing like two of them on a plate with the, the string beans and like, little bit of mustard like on the plate it just seems like a nice way to go out of this life sure. i hope, I hope you, you get had... lots of corn dogs on tour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you ever tried the korean corn dogs i was not only have i tried them there was about a, a it was maybe a year ago from now uh i kept trying to convince my friends to uh give me money so i could open one of them because they were like <laughs> They were franchising all around the Northeast, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna pop off." Yeah, I'm I'm pro corn dog, <laughs> as you should be, as you should be. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world for a week. Oh man, I, I know where it would be, but I wouldn't want to live there. I go like Gotham City or something like that. Oh yeah, you. But I wouldn't. I don't I think I'd want to live there you know Mm -hmm. I just feel like it'd be crazy to live in a city that is under like some domestic terrorism threat every week oh yeah that's so much fun it's yeah that'd be insane but it's and it's always like the most like eccentric characters and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know um no 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 I I switch I I would live in middle earth with the hobbits probably there you go I the thing is, I'm not super. My friend who's in the car with me right now is like really into Lord of the Rings, and I'm not uh, like super well versed in Lord of the Rings like that. But I do know that I everything that they say about the hobbits in the first book, like it's pretty much me. All right, yeah, it's perfect. Very good. Yeah, they're always smoking weed too, and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just go hang out with them. Yeah, that'd all be right. pretty chill. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? I don't want to overthink it. It's it's like a teal turquoise. Ooh. That's a good color. It's you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, some people would say teal, some people would say turquoise. Um but that's, you know, you could picture that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are getting what I'm saying, you know. Picking yeah, that's, that's like my my all time favorite. I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um. No, I don't know. I, Not the album. I, I hope they're, the tour. Yeah, yeah the socials. <laughs> got the new album out. Uh, Sore Thumb going on tour. 
um, this week with the Menzingers and Sincere Engineer. That's going to be super fun. Um, yeah, if you know anyone listened to this, thank you for listening or watching. And you know, if you listen to the music, thank you for listening to the music. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. All Perfect. Right. Oh. And, th- and thank you both for for asking me awesome questions and stuff like that. Of course. Of course. This was a lot of fun. Good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for now. That's been Jade from Oso Oso, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>